Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I couldn't go to your wedding, man. I had to work, homie. Sorry about that. Dean Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I'm the women's pick. I'm the men's regret. And if you win against Chael Sonnen, you made a bad bet. Chael Sonnen, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Matt. Hey, Jimmy. I'm not going to yell because my kids are downstairs, and I don't want to scar them. Are we, we start, we're officially started the podcast, correct? No, I see D.I. coming up. There he is. There he is. Dean Thomas. What up? Listen, people are talking about the coronavirus, but right underneath that, Jim, Jimmy Norton, do you know what they're talking about? They're talking about it's bigger than it's huge news. Huge. I wish we had the sound effects where I could do the drum roll. Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. Left American Top Team. Yes, he did. He left American Top Team. Arguably one of the in the top five in the world. No, I'm kidding. They're very good. They're very good. They're up there. I was hoping to go to Sarah Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. We don't really have any openings right now, but listen. <laughs> Too much is we got to save our chemistry for looking for a fight. Uh, and, uh, you know. And you coming on this show every six months. I'm only kidding. I miss I you, man. But y'all won't have me. I do miss you. And I do. Uh, I, I, we wanted you in studio, but we're not yeah. even in studio, Dean Thomas. Yeah, we're I separate see. locations. Oh, my goodness. How are we making this work? It's crazy. It's technology and Skype. It's genius. It's, it's crazy how 20 years ago we would have had to just go on hiatus. And now it's like, all right, fuck it. Stay in your house. Give you a microphone. And you could do this forever. It, it works just as well here. Dean Thomas. I'm in my bedroom, Dean Thomas. Yeah. Are you? It's creepy. I don't like it at all. See this? See this? Listen to this. This is. That's where the fucking magic happens. That's I don't want to call my kids. I'm talking low. Yeah. That's but, the workstation, huh? Dude, dude. <laughs> a couple of fucking blue chews and it's a party. Hey, what do you know? Listen, I want to get it. We want to get into you leaving um, American Top yeah. Team and everything. But first of all, how are you doing with everything that's going on? Are you bunkered down and. You know, it, everything is just slower, but like my life hasn't really changed all that much. You know, I'm a I'm a rebel, man. I'm still training and shit. And I'm at the I'm at the radio station right now where I do my radio show. So like my life hasn't changed all that much. It's just everybody else is kind of slow. 
Well, how does it feel, Dean? Because because you know you're doing a radio show. I believe you're considered an essential worker. I think what we do in the media is considered essential. So even if you get stopped, you're allowed to go to work. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've, I've been telling people. But if you ever heard my show, you realize I'm not very essential. We, we're not either. We're not even essential <laughs> to the UFC, but we still like Come to tell you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They just, I was so happy. Like, uh, I felt like Ralphie when he got the the, uh, the Annie, uh, the, the dec- decoder ring in the mail. I got my microphone today and they sent oh, it yeah. to me. So I'm like, oh, the fucking microphone. That's it nice. took me, Jimmy, it took me 45 minutes. I can't even say me. My wife was in here trying to put it together. And meanwhile, it was just a little button on the bottom. It's really boring. Let's cut all this. Oh, wait a minute. Was it a little button? No, this is good because was it a little button that if you hit it mutes you? And then if you hit it, like I have one too on the bottom. And was it a little red button like this? Yeah, it was. I didn't know what I was. Yeah. I know what just happened, Dean Thomas. Hey, y'all got this good equipment. I'm sitting here talking on my cheap phone. Dean Thomas, he's bragging about his fuck. He, He wanted to show me his microphone. I yeah. ripped out my microphone and Jimmy grabbed his fucking hobby. Yours, yours looks pretty good, Matt. It doesn't look any different, actually. And I, I, this is mine. I didn't. I, they didn't give me this. I had to pay for this. That's not fighting for the Dean Thomas. Jimmy. They don't I miss, value I'm me. Irritable. I miss you. And I miss you, Dean Thomas. Why did you leave American Top Team? Well, because <laughs> I wanted to be able to do my own thing. Unfiltered. Why? Well, but I, honestly, Matt, I want to be able to do my own thing. I want to be able to come to work when I want to leave when I want to, work with who I want to, and do what the fuck I want. That's really what it is. Did you have a falling out with anybody? No, no, oh, okay. no. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I kind of left on a shitty term. Like, I just sent an email and was like, hey, I'm not coming in today. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I probably could have did it a little bit more, you know, gentleman-like. But, um, but I had been going. Like, I was with Tyron in camp, and then I was just like, you know what, I'm not going back. So then I just sent him an email. I was like, hey, guys, I'm not coming back in. Now what about now, why was that, I'm sorry, yeah. Jimmy. No, now, what say, about why was that shitty? Right. Because you didn't because you didn't actually call or or well, how should you have done it? I mean, like, you know, like if you like in the real world, like if you want to do it like a man, like you call and you make a big deal out of it and you want to say, hey, you guys, I'm gonna sit down with you, let's talk about this. And I didn't do that at all. I kind of I kind of went out like a pussy and was like, <laughs> yo, I'm not coming in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I probably should have did like looking back at it, I should have did it the man way, but I didn't. So but it's too late now. What the fuck I'm gonna do now? Well, that's well, that's I listen. This is what I love about Dean. Jimmy, just like you, I Dean is very honest. That was yes, awesome. Yes. Why <laughs> you are fucking funny. It reminds me of a story you told me when you fought that. Dude, you're funny. I don't know if you remember this, but we were in tough. You fought that Russian. He passed away now. Tough Russian guy. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, man. And you, you, I forgot the money you got for it. You're like, yeah, they gave me good money. And, and this is when that dude was a destroyer. You're like, I fought that guy and I, went, I got knocked down. And part of me wanted to get up and say, man, fuck this. I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> Yeah, but listen, but listen, but you're not a coward. There's many times where one of your last fights, your last fight, you had a fight, a fight where something happened, they could have stopped it, and you went right back in, and you, as a, you went out like a warrior. So it's not that, but it's funny how you can make that, you can make decisions like that, like, and you're honest about it. Yeah, like you could have just told me you were out, like fuck, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not a coward. I'm just fucking lazy sometimes. I'm just like. It's not that big of a deal. You know, like, to me, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just fucking lazy. And it's not that I was, like, afraid or I just was like, ah, right. fuck it. Now, hey, let me ask you. Now, Jimmy, when you were asking Dean, like, why was it not 
like why is it why is it not the right thing or something by what doing would have been the right way to do it like what well, does he think would have been the right way yeah well i mean fuck is that common sense he's been working with dan lambert for fucking 20 years <laughs> of, course, dude, of course you want to go to him and say man that's like me Lipman Longo. just i left the fucking fight team one day and i'm just like well that's not different that is different i'm my own fucking boss over there but um no my point is you should go up to your if you're working somewhere, Jimmy. For how long? You do want to see somebody face to face and be like, "Listen, man. Yeah. Thanks for all you did, and not that I didn't do anything back. That type of thing. I'm not that, but thank you for all you did for me. And uh, I got to do my own thing, man. Thank you, Dan Lambert or whoever. I don't know. How did Dean respond to you? Look, Dean's funny. I don't know why Dean gets a pass with everything. He's fucking funny. I think that's why. How did they respond? How did they respond? They were just like, I mean, really, they they handled it well. They were like, you know, best of luck. You know, I know you'll do well, whatever it is you want to do. So like, and and now I feel kind of bad about it, but it's just like, fuck, I, it's over now, so I can't really take it back. So. Did you do it on the fly though? What? what did you give? You didn't give any thought into it? What you yeah, have to I thought about it? What's that? I thought about it. Like I have been thinking about it for a while. Of like, you know, just moving on and doing my own thing. Like I want to, like I want to be happy and just like and just do my own thing. And, but then, like, when I was going with Tyron, it just made me realize how much I wanted to do my own thing. Because, like, when I'm in camp with Tyron, I get to do my own thing. Like, we're in camp. We train the way we want to train. We train at the times we want to train. There's no, like, mandatory training. There's no, you know, we have to do this. We have to do that. And that's the way I want to live my life. You know what's funny, Dean Thomas? It's – and it me and Longo at one point were talking about – um, a while ago, ages ago, doing like uh, contracts with the fighters because we don't, we don't do anything like that. But yeah. this is the reason why, because I remember Longo was there's a certain guy that's not with us anymore. He goes, you know, he goes, I, I don't want this, I don't want to be obligated to hold the pants at this time for this guy. I don't want, I don't want it to be in writing somewhere where I have to do this or that to get. It, it's it takes the love out of it. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on contract. I'm, it's more right. the point of. The same thing with me. No one's going to tell. I, I, you deserve, Dean Thomas. Like, you deserve to do shit when you want to do it, how you want to do it. You put your yeah. time in the cage. You put your time in as a trainer. I mean, it doesn't have to be nasty, but it is funny how you thought of everything, but you didn't think of a really great exit plan. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, all right, guys, yeah, I'm set up. Take care. You're like <laughs> the U.S. military in Afghanistan. You had a great, uh, just no way to get back out that was graceful. It's funny. Well, no, you know, the thing is, like, I didn't have a good exit plan nor a good, like, strategy like for afterwards neither because I, I didn't like have like I don't I don't I'm not going nowhere I'm not going to a different team I didn't plan all that stuff out I just said I knew I needed to get away from this and and now I have a clean slate where I can just kind of start over well you know you'll get hired somewhere and you're saying that you like to not have a schedule and not be obligated it for you but is that different for like for Tyron or for a fighter is that a bad way to be because when you start listening to yourself is it better for a fighter to have a schedule or do you think it's like eh, a lot of fighters can just kind of train the way they want to train? Well, no, I like, I want to be able to create the schedule for them on my own. So like, you know, when I'm with top team, you know, I'm working with a couple different guys and then, you know, some crazy Russian will come in and I'm like, Hey Dean, you got to work with this guy. So then it, it takes away from all the other guys that I've been trying to build and develop. Right. And I just didn't want that no more. So when I say I don't want a schedule, it's like, I don't want to have to go, okay, wrestling's at 12 o'clock for everybody. Like, cause some of my guys don't need it. Some of them do, some of them don't. But, but under the format and the structure, they had to have to do it. They had to do it. So for me, I'm just like, I want to be able to control that on my own and, you know, dictate what it is that my guys do on my own. 
Did you have a top? I mean, you sure had many great moments. Oh, you know, not what, 19 years. Did you have a top moment there? Like, like this was the most impressive moment I've had, even if it wasn't your favorite, the most impressive moment you've had uh, working there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, working there or just uh, being, being with the team? Being with the team. Being with, like, we we had a lot of great moments, especially early on, like, before it was, like, the team that it is today. We used to fly around in Dan Lambert's private jet all the time. Yeah. In fact, like, when I fought Matt, like, Dan had, like, booked us this massive hotel room that had, like, two floors on it. Yeah, we had two butlers in there. Yeah, Why was, does he have a private jet? Does he have that much money? He did. Wow. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know what his pocketbook looks like now, but, like, he used to fly us around in private jets, and yeah, it was it was we had good times. That's something that I'll never regret. You know, how about Jimmy, as a coach? Good. Sorry, as a coach. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think, but again, like the times as a coach were most of them were like you know with Tyron, and uh, and, and so on and so forth like that, like kind of stuff that I was doing on my own. You know, and Jimmy, back to Dan Lambert. Like at one point when the UFC did not take off the way they wanted, it was for they were just Lorenzo, the Fatitas were putting money into it. It wasn't going anywhere. At one point, Dana was talking to um, Dan Lambert about selling it to Dan Lambert. So that's just the whatever. Oh, it's the wow. little. Yeah, he was that, going to buy it. That's, so that's my little up. my little Snapple cap fact. I'm sure he feels great about not buying it. Jesus, that's a terrible <laughs> move, Dan. Dean, are you a so are you going to be basically like a independent uh, contractor here, like a, a coach off a hire, like a an Emmanuel Stewart of the uh, MMA world or something? What am I looking? What are we? What is going on? I think, here? I think that's kind of what I want to do. I could. I mean, listen, it, Dean, you are a big enough name. You know what I mean. To do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, that's yeah. what really it comes down to, and that's a great thing. And yeah. no, it's no, and it's it. It has none. I mean, it has a lot to do with your with everything, your body, your work, your fighting, to your uh, to your, obviously your coaching. But you're always out there. You're always fucking doing something. I always see you on Instagram showing a jujitsu move, or doing something with Mo or uh, who is it? Who are you doing it with? Fucking. That's my boy, man. King Mo is my boy. You know, it's at a party, from what I yeah. heard. <laughs> Me and Dean Thomas stopped by his house one night. Like, I, like, I think yeah. I've built enough of built enough reputation, and I've done enough for myself that, like, and again, I love American Top Team, but like, it's like I don't need the that branding behind me to be successful. Like, I know that I can do it on my own. It's true. Yeah, man. but would it be awkward if you saw Dan Lambert right now, or you guys are? It was it was clean enough break where you could just go, hey man, yeah, I loved being there. You guys are still okay. No, I texted him this morning actually because um. Tom Sauer, I don't know if you remember Tom Sauer, uh, a fighter out of Ocala, Florida, passed away like two days ago. Uh -huh. So I texted him this morning to, to you know, just. To Wait, who? Who passed away? Tom, Tom Sauer? Oh, he used to fight, no? Yeah, yeah. An old school guy, or no? Guy, like back in the late 90s, early 2000s. How, how did he pass away? I don't know. I don't know how he passed man, away. But he man, I hate hearing that. Yeah, you know? especially now where funerals are so crazy because nobody can grieve together. Yes. Like, what's a funeral or a wake look like with this social distancing? Does everybody literally just stand far away or they do they not do it? Do they do it virtually? I never even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. You Man. can't do any type of get togethers. There's got to are they doing virtual wakes like they have to do something where people can kind of grieve. But what do they do? I have no idea. But that's an interesting point. Like, I had no idea. Like, what do you do at a funeral? Yeah. Well, you my buddy. Yeah. No my, weddings. No. Oh no, there's nothing. Go I mean, shit. 
my buddy is going to be having a, a child, his first child, and he I don't he can't be in the hospital when his wife's having a baby. Oh that's, my that's yeah, that's crazy, man. You know, it's it's New just York a lockdown, right? What's that? New York, big time lockdown. You guys are yeah. like really locked down. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. Is it? It's it, it's it's yeah, dude. You're driving out here. If you're out driving, like those, I said it already on here, but like you see, normally the uh, the drunk, don't, you know, be don't drink in text, don't drink, don't drink in text. Yeah, you shouldn't do that, either. motherfucker. You shouldn't drink in text either. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> but don't uh, don't drive in text and don't drive drunk. Instead, it's like stay inside, flatten the curve. Hashtag. Yeah. Keep your fingers I mean, out of your mouth. Quit sneezing. You know all this helpful information that we don't keep fucking the, need. Keep the butt out of your mouth, Jimmy. Keep your fingers out of your mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've heard other advice too. <laughs> so Jimmy, I mean, so Dean, it, you're right when things probably uh, haven't changed. Are you still doing the stand up? And you're looking out there, seeing nobody in the fucking audience. <laughs> I'll you tell you. You know, this you're a nice time. <laughs> this is a good time for comedians. We can blame small crowds, but when we first come back, we can start blaming small crowds. Like, oh, I don't know, they're all scared of the virus. So for six months, I'm going to have a fucking good break in comedy clubs. Just, oh, I don't know what happened. It must be the virus. Instead <laughs> of realizing it's a lack of interest. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's no keeping Dean Thomas down. Now, let me, let me ask you, you made this decision. This thing, now, there was a... Is, is it something about the excitement of like a little uncertainty the, to break up the mon monogamous? <laughs> the, you know, <laughs> same the old stuff every day. What's that word? Monotony. Yeah. Monotony. What? The monotony. <laughs> the monotony. Oh, I love that word. I mean, it's my new yeah. word. Guys, guys, edit this out of the show, guys. Don't let them get that. Shame on Dean, Dean for telling you. You never I, tell somebody when they can't get a word. You, let them, I, you just. I, didn't want, I didn't want it to be like. What's the other word? What the fuck's the word when you? Mon, uh, what is it? Monogamy. Monotony. Monotony. Monogamy. No monotony. <laughs> I can't. How do I have a job on the fucking radio doing this thing? <laughs> I can't speak. Oh, Joe, fucking Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas, how come you never, because I could picture you doing this, and i never seen you doing this. How come you never behind a, a fucking ESPN desk? Uh, an analyst desk, yeah. An analyst. How come you never doing that shit? I don't know, man. Like, I wanted to. Like, I, you know that whole thing that, like, Daniel Cormier did, that detail thing? Like, I text Dana. I was like, yo, Dana, I want to do that. And they say, I know Daniel Cormier was doing it. Like, I want to do that stuff. Like, I can do that stuff. Yeah, I think maybe they, they fucking... They clicked on one of your videos. Are you with the wig on doing the like, ah, like being silly, like thinking like, is this guy going to come here being all wacky? <laughs> hey, Dean, you know what I just realized? We got to change the beginning of like, Dana White looking for a fight. Why? Well, they got to do the wording different because you're not no longer with the American top team. Oh, yeah. That's and they true. have all the videos with the pictures of you with the fucking shirts on and whatever else. Damn it. A, hey, hey, listen, that shot. I don't know if you guys know, but Dana White looking for a fight on YouTube. Sometimes I'm too close. Uh, it's a big hit. Yes, it is. Millions of views. The Hawaii episode that was just out. Mil Dude, over a million views. Is it really? I want to hit the applause button. There's no fucking... Wait, how, Dean, you don't even know that? You don't check that? What? I don't, nah, I don't check it. I said oh, Dean my. didn't know that. He didn't check it. First of all, Jimmy, look at me for a second, Jimmy. He's full of shit. Oh, you he, think he checked it? <laughs> no. You're full of shit. You know there was over a million views. You know there was. You know it. I thought I thought it was close. I didn't know it was over. I thought it was close. Oh, okay. 
listen, you could be telling the truth. You, you're telling. I, I should believe you because I know you a long time, but I don't. <laughs> you think that was him just being fake humble? Like, oh, gee, I didn't even know, guys. Really over a million? Yeah, I, listen, I check view counts. Listen, I check them. I'm not, I'm not saying it because it's me and him. he's hanging out with me and or, or he's on flying around on Dana's jet, which is always a plus, but he loves doing that show, Jimmy. Yeah. Did you guys fly him. to Hawaii on Dana's jet? Oh, we have a good time. Don't we have a good time? We do, man. I love doing that show, and I can't wait to go again. Like, this whole coronavirus is messing up our film schedule. Yeah. Dude, it's mess. It really is. I mean, like, you're not a – you used to be a school owner, and you're not interested in doing that again, are you, Dean? Having no, a I don't want No. Yeah. Well, no. It's the wrong – I wouldn't open up one right now. I mean, <laughs> my thing is, like, dude, that's my – that's always been, like, my – my main gig, you know, not, you know, only because I've been doing it for over 20 years. So it just feels weird. Just not, you know, going there every day. I think, I guess everybody's in the same boat with that feeling. Well, weird, yeah. Your but. routine is complete. Your routine's not even changed. It's just stopped. It's like your routine hit a brick wall and there's no like little thing you can go left or right on. You're just sitting here. We're all just kind of sitting here stalled out. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. How are you dealing with that, man? Like, are you, you're, I saw you putting up videos for your students though, right? I, you know what's funny, Dean? I did that one Sunday before it got even worse. So now I, I planned on doing like fucking up. I used it all. I have like 50 black belts of it. Like like getting the, my chosen how many and just putting one out for however long. But I only shot three videos. Can't you shoot another one? Can't you just sneak into the thing and shoot well, another one? I don't, wanna, I don't even want to be with nobody right now. I want everybody oh. to be away. I want to do the right thing. What I did was I hit the, the local bike shop. And uh, now I'm fucking, I'm cruising, me and my kids, my little ducklings oh. behind me. I feel like, what's that, Tyrese from fucking Baby Boy? From, from Baby Boy? <laughs> all the kids are... <laughs> he knows exactly what I'm talking about. What's that with Baby Boy, right? That is Baby Boy. He got his license, he doesn't have a car, so he's on his bike again. And yeah. So I got me and I got my kids behind me. My wife takes up, you know, she's in the back there and it's, uh, it's good. It's fun. I mean, it's like... It's, but it's eerie. Like, it's nobody around. Yeah. Like, we're just, well, I mean, that's not true. There's people walking around it and stuff like that. But it's like all, there's no businesses open. And oh, it's just a producer weird. from my radio show, I, I'm still doing the radio show in the morning. We're, we're doing it remotely. And it's 49th and 6th, Sirius XM. And he sent me a photo. Like, when he, the producer still goes in, is the only one going into the building just to make sure that the feed is working. And it's, it's a ghost town. And I'm, I think it was Broadway and 49th is a fucking ghost town and it's weird but it, it, you know it's it weird because you know everybody's in the house like it's not like new york is empty like you know that every building every house every apartment is just full of people so it seems empty but it's a voluntary thing so it's not that bad i, I don't think it's that scary because everybody is just saying fuck it i'll stay in the house and i'll, I'll you know i'm not going to be you know for my own safety i'll stay in for a little while everybody's kind of deciding to do it so it, you know it doesn't feel as apocalyptic as everybody's making it out to, to, to be well, that's good then. It is good. It means that people are taking it seriously. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did you ask me what's on my shirt? It's Batman. It's Batman putting a arm and guillotine on Bane. Go I love it. Yourself, Bane. Oh, I love it too. I oh, love it out. too. Yeah, oh, why is it blurred out? out? Oh, no. He has his blur on. He, he has his blur oh, on. His... Oh, you didn't see it? I was blurred? Yeah. yeah no, he did. Got up and it blurred out. I'm blurred out in the. Oh, I stood up and I got blurred. Your background yeah. blur. You don't do that, Dean. You don't background blur when you're on. It annoys everyone. It's the greatest. There's a little feature on Skype where you can click a button and it says blur background. And Matt, I told Matt, you know, do that so no one can see what your bedroom exactly looks like. But you can blur your background and it's great. It really, it drives my coworker, uh, <laughs> Sam. He fucking hates it. So I make sure I blur it every morning for three hours because he just can't <laughs> stand looking at me. <laughs> Not only that, but oh if my anybody, god, y'all so stupid. <laughs> anybody, anybody sees my anybody sees my sex swing, my neighbors are gonna think I'm a freak. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, we like to have a good time. <laughs> man, you like to party. Hey, listen, man, I got a new thing that I'm gonna be doing too, man. Like, and part of this transition, like, what I want to do is that, like every couple of months, I just want to like do, go on tour, and I'm gonna go to Long Island, and we're gonna go out to eat. Oh. That's gonna be like a YouTube thing. No, I'm not gonna film it. Just like just to uh, just hang out with me. Yeah, just to hang out. Can I say? I you love disgusted with that, Jimmy Norton. No, no, it's not. I I love Dean Thomas, but I that's the worst post. Um, post plan I've ever heard. Like every two months, I, we're going for lunch. That was not a good. <laughs> It was not a good plan, Dean. What are you talking about? That was very nice. Every four months. Every oh, four. I, the idea of traveling around is great, but it was just funny. Like, dude, rain or shine, every four months, we're getting a sandwich. It was just a terrible plan. <laughs> he lives in Florida, man. He lives yeah, in man. Florida. But the I'm idea gonna... of being like a gun for hire and going out, you, you, like Matt said, you can go anywhere you want. Like you can work with probably you know most people you want to work with you'll have an option so you you have a great uh, chance here to go anywhere in the country and you won't be tied there for any longer than you want to be. Yeah, I mean I, I've gotten offers from everybody. Like I had some people from New York. Like, hey man, you want to come to the city? I was like, word. Where where is tempting for you? That'd be good. Like what what is tempting for you at this point? I mean obviously the city not right now, but you know in six months the city will be fine. What's a tempting place? Nothing really. Like honestly, I'm I'm just happy being home. And, really? I, and having to, yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy like right where I'm at. Like I still got a couple of people I'm working with right now, so I'm happy doing that right now. But eventually, you know, I want to. I mean, I don't know. Atlanta, actually, Atlanta's kind of tempting. Yeah, Dude, he doesn't give a Dean Thomas. You give zero f's. You understand? Now, do you have to check with the family before you take off to whatever country you want to, whatever state I should say you want to move to? I don't country? check with a motherfucker. This guy, he don't care. <laughs> He not does right. his own. Dean Thomas does his own thing. Yeah, I've hey, been too old to not. <laughs> Dean, you know what's funny? Uh, we were supposed to do a, a bit, me and you, you and I, mm-hmm. on uh, that MMA. Wait, not with the what Adam was going to write us a bit. Yeah. We were yeah. going to do something for that award show. That is never going to happen now. 
Oh, I know. That was gonna be fun. I know. They do, uh, what was it? The uh, MMA awards. Yeah, the MMA awards. The uh, something the tells me that's not the MMA awards. Something tells me that's not happening. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. When was it supposed to be? <laughs> March? May? When? I don't know. Yeah, they do it like May or sometime in the summer, like early summer. That might happen. I mean, they're still they're still hesitant. Like, I'm not even canceling end of May gigs yet. They're probably going to be moved. But you wait. You can wait a month. There's no reason to cancel stuff this far out if they, all of a sudden they find you know everything just gets better. I would love that. This is it. Does really not to get sappy, but it, it does make you appreciate your everyday life, right? Yeah. It's almost like. I don't know how long this is going to go on for, but it does – when things do go back to normal, I think yeah. people are going to be doing – I don't know. Maybe even doing the right thing more with in general, not just hygiene-wise. Everyone's like, going to be standing two feet or four, three feet away from each other. We're all going to wave like a bunch of fucking aliens. It really is. They, they, you know when we picture aliens just kind of being quiet and doing – that's what we're going to be like. We're going to stop, we're going to stop touching eventually. Well, I know what I'm going to be doing. Merking some fools in virtual reality. Sure. Hey, let me tell you, lately, since this thing, I've been doing a lot more of that. I'm fucking money in that thing. I've been a lot of video games, and now I got a bike, so I'm riding a bike, I'm playing video. I just, this thing turned me into a 12 year old. Well, yeah. hey, hey, Matt, that was one thing I noticed too. Is How's the weather in New York? Is the weather good? The weather's been, I mean, today's a little sh like, like uh, shitty, but not cold. It's not like, but, but it's okay. Uh, it's it's not it's been nice. Me and my kids been going on like bike rides and stuff. So and my, me and my family, yeah. So it's been nice out here, which is nice, you know. Well, that's because that's what I noticed. Like in Florida, the weather has been perfect. So it's like if you like everybody's staying home and the weather's perfect. It hasn't rained normally. It rains here in Florida. It hasn't rained. It's been sunny, like eighty degrees. It's been yeah. perfect. It's 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 a strange, strange like like it's a it's a it's a unnerving like time oh, yeah. and everything that's going on but the little things you do appreciate like i do love spending time with my kids and like i said i never i would never have went to that bike store and bought myself a fucking mountain bike and fucking right it just wouldn't have happened not that and listen is it a good thing no that we're in this thing but there's things that you got does you have to take some kind of positives out of something like you know what i mean so yeah, i don't you know, make the got, most of it you have to make the most of it jimmy you, you make, make the that's most a, of it that's a good saying yeah, you make the most of it because it, because everyone's dealing with it. Like as much as it's scary and the market's fucking up and down, you're like everyone has to put up with this. It's not like the U.S. fucked up or New York sucks or the UFC's in trouble. It's the entire earth. Everybody is taking a giant dick, and it's it, what we got to do right now. Nobody likes it, but everybody well, gets some it. People. Some, Some people, people would like. probably be greatly appreciative, yeah. But, I mean, everyone is kind of just living with it. Nobody likes it. China seems to be getting a little bit better. Italy's fucked up because they're all a lot of old people. But it's, it's getting better slowly. I think, uh, you know, China getting a, a improvement is uh, is a big uh, positive sign. Did, now, did you ever hear from Stephen A. Smith? Because you were critical of him, and I, which I think you were right. Did yeah. you, did you... Well, no, I never heard from him. But people don't realize, like, I wasn't trying to be critical of him, honestly. I was just trying to make fun of him. Okay. I was just trying to see if I could pull off the impression. Because honestly, I didn't give a fuck what he said. I just thought it'd be funny to pull off the impression. Can we hear it? Oh, I can't do it no more. Like, I had to, like, work on it that day. I can't oh. even do it. Dean is a one-day impressionist. I love I am. I'm a <laughs> I, if I worked on it, like, this morning, I'd be able to do it. But I haven't worked on it unless I know my phone. Oh, you got to kind of get your voice or whatever warmed up. or your Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Jimmy is a legend of comedy. And he asked you for an impression. And this is like you meeting Emmanuel Stewart in real life. Is he still alive, Emmanuel Stewart? No, he's dead. 
<laughs> yes. So you have like, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. It's like you meeting Mike Tyson in real life and him asking you to throw a jab and you fucking be like, nah. Dean Thomas, look, could you look at me, Jimmy? Look away. I don't want to embarrass my friend of fucking 15 years. Jimmy, please look away. I don't want to put this on mute. This life's about opportunities, Dean Thomas. Top four, Dean Thomas. Do you remember that opportunity? I know. That we had, I capitalized on. I haven't haven't done the impression since I did the impression. Fucking dare you. He's asking you for the impression. He wants you to, this this thing will clear up and you could open for him. This was a test. He's Jimmy, you can look back again. Anyway. I don't disagree with Dean, though, because I probably wouldn't do the impression either. And as a, a professional comedian, that was kind of an audience member thing I asked. Could you do the voice? That really was. I'm like somebody's fucking aunt at a party. Oh, I hear you do marvelous impersonations. Dean was kind of right to politely tell me to go fuck myself. He wasn't wrong. I have to say Dean is correct. No, no. Hey, don't give me that much credit, because if I could do it, I would have. I just can't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, I like the I like the me and Dina close. I like to break his balls. We yeah. were in uh, we were in fucking Mexico, and I'm like, "Listen, man, Dina really wants you to drink this rattlesnake fucking venom <laughs> tequila." He goes, "What? Fuck that!" I go, "Dean, come on, hey man, I think he really wants you to do." It. He's like, "All right, fuck it, man, I'll do it." <laughs> I go, "Dean, he takes it for the team. He don't give yeah. a fuck. He's a trooper. He drank state when well, we all drank that thing." No, you drank it. No, y'all drank the other one. Y'all drank because he had the most expensive one, and then the snake one. I did the snake one. Yo, yo, uh, he, D, Dana was fine. And I know we talked about this in, you know, the the one in the Hawaii episode of Looking for a Fight, but he was just breaking your balls about that jumping off a cliff and you can't swim. It's insane. Listen, talk about not being a coward. It's insane to jump into a... You can't swim. It's fucking insane, Dean Thomas, the fact that you did that. I know. And, and the fact that you... Track, I would do it again. I did do it twice, by the way. They didn't show that on the episode, those motherfuckers. How high but was it? Ah, 35 feet or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Where I was like 25. I'm only kidding. Mine was about 10 feet smaller. And, and Dana's was a non-existent because he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love myself so I did. I I miss you, dude. Look at that. We were probably talking. I don't even know how long, but that's the reason why you should be part of this show. I'm just listen, man. I'm really. I'm proud of you, dude. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm happy for you, and I'm excited to see uh, where you go next with everything. And I'm glad I'll be seeing more of you, even if it's every six months for a fucking chicken sandwich or something, fucking whatever you said. I mean, well, at least you'll be visiting me once in a while. Jim, you can come along, too. We love you, Jim. I would love to be along. I like just to be invited. Even if I can't do it, it's the invitation that makes me yeah, happy. Bro, so, yeah, I would love to be there. Thank you. I did, hey, hey, Dean Thomas, not for nothing. I invite this guy to eat every fucking week. And, and he, I mean, that'd be before the corona hit. And yeah. he's always busy. And I listen, I love Jimmy to death. But there's only so much of me he, you could take. For you, it's every six months. I see That's why he says, <laughs> hey, I'll see you in four months. We'll have a fucking lunch. Me and Jimmy, I see him twice a week. That's about, that's two hours a week of me. And, you know. <clears throat> I could probably take more of Matt. I could use I could use more Matt, but I'm all you know how it is. After I got to work out after I, I'm, I'm <laughs> getting fat. 
He's training, by the way. I know we got to go to another call, but you know he's training with Jimmy Rivera. He didn't even tell me. Yeah. I found out about it. I just like, started. Like a yeah, spawned, but like a Jimmy? lover. That's fuck, not like that at all. But for you, it, man, it, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, it, I love it too. I just I love it, and, and it's the worst part of this whole thing for me is I was I was going three times a week, and I'm like I'm loving this, and all of a sudden now we can't do it. But as soon as it's over, I'm gonna go back. It's great. Good man, stay with it. Thank you. I'm happy to start it. You're gonna hear about me talking shit on the subway and getting knocked out. Like I'll be four months into it. Some girls, some girls gonna be getting messed with on the subway. Jimmy's gonna step up like a fucking movie, like a white knight. Yeah. Get fucking slept. <laughs> Not only get it, Jimmy. Hands off the lady. Next thing you know, I'm picking my teeth up with fucking pliers. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dean, good talking to you, man. Right, Always. Anything you want to plug, Dean? No, man, watch Dana White looking for a fight because the more they watch it, the more they're going to film them. So. Yep. And your Instagram is what? Because your, your name's spelled differently than one would think. D-I-N. Yeah, so go to my Instagram, spelled D-I-N Thomas. Dean Thomas. D-I-N Thomas. The man with two first names. Dean Thomas, we love you, buddy. See you, you know, I'll I'll back. Right right to you. I didn't hear if you yeah. said it back, though. Did you say I love you back? I love you. All right, thank you, buddy. Peace. Oh, Jimmy, that was fun, man. Dean yeah, yeah. Was so much fun. He's got such a good. He just left. He's like, ah, you know, I should have did it like a man, but ah, fuck it. And for some reason, he gets a pass with everything. Dean Thomas. I don't know if it's his delivery. He's such a likable guy. You know? He's honest too. He's honest, and he's just a likable dude. He has no ill intent on anybody. He's cool, but he just wants to do his thing. What are you looking Love- at, Matt? Oh, I was going to say, I'm looking at the. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm reading stuff on our our next guest, Chael Sonnen. Sure. And uh, I, you know, he put together that that submission underground that uh, Ally Aquinta went versus um, uh, Mike uh, Mike Perry. Oh, right, right, yeah. yes. And that was something else, man. I want to talk to him about that. I want to I want to ask him about that, and I want to ask him his thing is make grappling great again. That's funny. I want to ask him about the event, and if there's different, I think there's different rules for for different different um, matches. Because I know he had some gi matches, I'm pretty sure. I want to ask him about that whole thing. Because you know, I don't know if you know this, Jimmy. Yes. I love jujitsu. He loves jujitsu. You do. You've kept that under your hat, but I appreciate the insight. You do like jujitsu. I love Kamoras. Big fan. I put a little thing up. Oh, you've seen that already. Yeah, I love it. It's Jimmy. I just wish I filmed more. Because I don't know what I'm going to I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to get my kids to get their geese on later, my wife, and we're going to start doing some jujitsu right here. I got some mats. I'm going to put them down. Oh, I got to do something, Jimmy. <laughs> my kids have been watching the Mad Sarah remix, and it's like it's so catchy. And it, the, the guy put that what thing that? with me on it. If you type in Mad Sarah remix by Maurice Spears, I'm going to give that guy a shout out because he's fucking good. He does stuff with a lot of different clips he puts together. And he did a thing where it's uh, – it's me on top of that drunk in Vegas. And it's like, it's going, calm down, calm down. He's like, does a remix of it. And it's like me, and then it goes to fucking some Disney movies. And they do it, it's fucking great. He does wow. it. Well, Matt's a remix. I'm singing it all day long like a psychopath. You love um, it. That and that coronavirus song that Joe Rogan shared on his Instagram with the fucking, there's a bunch of guys with the fucking spray. And, uh, yeah, that was funny. It's, it's pretty funny. You've seen that. Any news that's going on, Jimmy, in MMA world? I guess it's pretty slow. Um, no, there's not a whole lot of stuff. I mean, look, Dana says he has a location for 249. It's going to be a closed-door event. And then it's 99.9% done. Wow. I would love to know where that is. He said it's going to be a full lineup um, and that all the 
obviously Woodley Edwards, Rosenstrike, Ngannou, and Overeem Harris uh, are going to be rescheduled. Um, he said everyone's going to be involved because they want to, not because they have to. And uh, so I'm happy that uh, at least they have. I, I mean, selfishly, I want to see that fight. I want, and, and I hear Ferguson and Khabib is still training. Uh, Habib might be in Russia. They are both still training. So, look, they're obviously in, in, a, in a, probably a closed environment where nobody else can come in, and maybe they'll find a way to test all of them before the fight, uh, I, and then keep I, them closed. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder in these times, <clears throat> like, would it be better just to make it as a single fight? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not. Listen, I'm the genius but instead of having a fight card a single mma it could be over in an instant so well you know what so was mike tyson fights yeah back in the day and they it had on the card but nobody gave a fuck you know what i mean so for a fight like this i mean they don't do that often because you know i mean they don't do that for a lot of for boxing either but nobody gives a shit about boxing on the cards the ufc Not always as much, the, no. the, well the undercard is you know, the main event's not always the main event, like, you know, but, but this situation, you know, is, you know, a fight like this, a trilogy fight with fucking yeah. Stipe in DC, a fucking trilogy fight with Nate and Connor. Like, there's certain fights that could warrant just a single fight. No, no I mean, in times yeah. like this, I don't know. Well, the I fear is, what if one guy misses weight? What if one guy hurts him? You know, there's just the fear that there won't be anything. But you're right. They probably could do it as one yeah, fight if they really wanted to. Backup opponent and whatnot. But I know it's not the same thing. But that's the same thing for that. That, that happen, can happen in any fight anyway. Somebody can get hurt. I don't know. I'm just throwing some shit out there. But it's an idea. I'd fucking pay. What else are people doing? <laughs> yeah. I'd pay I mean, I'm going to tell you the way. I'll watch it. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What up, Chow? What's happening, Matt? Good to see you, man. Oh, you're, look at this. This works out. Love you're it. doing your show. We're doing ours. Yeah, look at that. Here we are. Teamwork. Is this a home studio or are you somewhere else? That looks great. Uh, thank you. It, yeah, it's basically a home. So I'm not in my home, but yes, it's a home studio. Oh, that's great, man. Uh, Chell, how are you handling this whole situation that we are all going through right now? Never, never been more bored, I must tell you. Thank goodness for streaming services. Thank goodness that I like movies because I've sure been watching a lot of them. What have you been watching? What are you streaming? I just watched one last night. It was a Netflix. Uh, Spencer Confidential, I believe it's called, but it's Mark Wahlberg's new <sighs> one. On, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg might be the most reliable actor in Hollywood. <laughs> while, while he may not be the greatest thespian like a Daniel Day-Lewis, when you want to talk about a guy that can pick the right script and give yeah. you – for you give me $10, I'll give you two hours. Mark, Mark Wahlberg every time. 
Ah, do you see those Transformer movies he was in? <laughs> and I, I actually, I actually didn't see the Transformers because I'm not nine years old. <laughs> but it sounds like maybe he missed there, huh? Not great. So, so wait, wait, wait. So you don't watch the Marvel movies either? I don't, man. You know what? I wish I did. I got a lot of friends that are into that stuff, and I feel like I'm missing out. But no, I, I don't watch a lot of those. I'm not. You wish you enjoyed it. I, I wish fucking... Matt loves them. I wish I enjoyed those movies because there's so many of them and there's hours of them, and I just can't get into them. So but what's people... going on? You guys, you guys just talked to Dean, right? Wasn't he just on? Yes. Give Give me the scoop there. So I read that he's leaving ATT to pursue his own thing. Is he going to stay in Florida? He <laughs> He might be going abroad, man. He's funny. He goes, you know, I might go here, there. He's like Atlanta. I might go to Atlanta. I go, Dean, you got to check with the family? He goes, I don't check with anybody. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's more of like a work in process. But, man, him leaving ATT, that's a big deal. Dean Thomas has done such a good job, very selflessly. You know, when you're a great coach and you're giving to other people, he'll never get the credit that he deserves. But he's changed a lot of lives. Yeah, and he said there was nothing that led up to it. Like I said, well, is there anything that negative that happened? And he goes, no, I just wanted to. And he said he did it by email. He kind of wishes he would have done it like on the phone or face-to-face, but he just sent him an email and said, I'm not going to be in anymore. And that was the end of it. Very cut and dry, very to the point. Okay. I mean, it seems a little bit abrupt. Like, Florida's a beautiful place to live. ATT's like the mega gym of all mega gyms. He was working with a lot of great talent, including the BMF. I, I'm curious, but it sounds like there's no scoop. No, now, but I was going to say, Jimmy, that it's more, I think, and what I can relate with, uh, with, with Dean Thomas, I think he was basically saying like, he doesn't like to be told what to do. Like he doesn't want to be told when to do this or do that. Or if a guy doesn't need the wrestling, you got to show up at the wrestling camp like this, or take away time from this guy. I want you to work with this new guy. And I feel that he doesn't, doesn't want to be told anything. He wants to do his own thing. And, uh, I think that's a good thing. Cause Dean Thomas, if anybody's earned it, he has, and he's got a big enough name where people know, all right, you got Dean Thomas in your corner, or if somebody wants to hire him, they know what they're getting. Dean Thomas has got a very res- respected name. Yeah, there was a while there, Matt. You might remember this, but Mike Dolce, Mike Dolce was going around living with guys, helping them with nutrition, and Dean came out and did an interview, and he said, I want to copy that same model. I want to go to this guy for two, you know two or three weeks, and I want to go work with this guy, and I'll kind of have guys all spread out. And he said, but I, I largely want to take what Mike Dolce did with the nutrition, but I'll make it for the skills and the techniques and the strategies. I thought it was a great idea, and then it never got going. Now it sounds like maybe this is uh, you know the genesis and, and the growth of that. When he brought, I don't know how long. Do you know how long ago he brought that up? You're saying that was a decade ago, no? I mean, it was. It was Dolce. about three or four years. Yeah. I mean, all right. Well, it was a little bit ago. In three or four years, I'm going to say Dean Thomas's name got bigger since he got done fighting. And no, it's not just because of that Dana White looking for a fight show. It has something maybe to do with it. But <laughs> that didn't to, hurt anything. It, it didn't hurt with the million views every episode plus. But you know, he dude. First of all, he's he's a he's a a, a jack a, a jack of all trades. He knows the from the striking to the a black belt in jujitsu, and he's an entertaining guy. Dean Thomas in general, he's just yes, a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dean's fun. Dean's fun and he's funny. I never realized how charismatic he was until he did a spoof on Stephen A. Smith with like a mitt boxing routine. I mean, he could do voices and impressions. I'm going, Dean, this is some of your finest work you did right here on your friend's iPhone. (laughs) 
he wouldn't do it today. We asked him for the voice. I'm like, let me hear the Stephen A. Smith. And he's like, he said he needs time to warm up. He's a very strange performer. Dean, he he needs a few hours just to kind of get himself ready to do an impression. Because I, I did ask for that. it. I can respect let, that. Uh, Chael, let me ask you, because my good friend, Ally Aquinta, just uh, competed in your sum, uh, submission on the ground, correct? Yep. And yep. versus Mike Perry. Uh, I want to talk to you about the submission on the ground. What is it? Make grappling great again? Is that what I'm hearing? The, uh, we're, here, the we're here to make grappling great again. We got a show this Sunday, believe it or not. Still working on how exactly we're going to pull that off. Because I have to tell you, if you're in MMA business, and I'll extend this to grappling, guys, as you well know, sure, you've got production and sure, you've got competitors and competition. But you, may, you must understand, you are in the safety and compliance business to the highest of levels. If you cannot take direction from other people and then conform to the rules, the only difference here, the rules keep changing daily, which means every plan that we have, we have to wake up next morning and redo. And I got to tell you, it's been challenging. So no. if they tell you okay. that you can't do it, like, is there uh, is there a law that says you're not allowed to assemble or are you still looking for a location? No, we've we've got everything and we don't have that law. Now, that could happen. If that, if that does happen, the rug gets pulled out from under us and we, we would respect it fully. Right now, uh, Jim, we have a rule. We went from 50 people in a room at a time to 25 to 10. And now we currently sit at eight. OK, just with the two athletes and the referee, there's three. So yeah. now we've pulled the corners. We pulled the announcer. There will be no announcer. We had to pull the cameramen. We are now putting extra cameras in, but locking them in still shots that feed outside to the trailer where the director will attempt to piece this thing together all live and all on Fight Pass. That's that's amazing. And Now, where's the announcer going to be? Is he going to be outside or in another room? The announcer will be in yet another trailer Talking in a mic, feeding it straight through, and that was another thing. I mean, you got you've got to think of everything, but this is hard, guys. We're just now learning. Like for example, that okay, let's put the two guys in there with the announcer so they can at least talk to the audience. Then we go, wait a second, we're gonna take a microphone and put it under three different guys' faces while showing the world. Like that's not responsible either. Right. Let me ask you about the event itself. I want to know how you what makes it different. This mission on the ground. Then these other events, the Eddie Bravo event at EBI, and this—I'm not telling you to take a shit on anybody else's event, but I want to know what is—is is there a different rule sets? Because I think Al had a different. Like some guys are in the geese, some guys aren't. You tell me about the event a little bit. Okay, so so for the rule sets, we go under the unified rules, which means the EBI rules. Somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. I've done a lot of grappling, Matt, and I'll tell you, I've been in over my head and known it. But if I can just beat the clock, I don't have to beat the other guy. I can get a draw and feel good about myself. So. We didn't want that to happen. We got to have a winner. We got to have a loser. So we can have official ranking standings and ultimately crown a champion. So we decided to go with that rule set. We happen to take place in a cage. That's just the apparatus that we believe is more spectacular <coughs> for the fans. And as far as Al's match, by the way, in many ways, that was not called correctly. The referee even did come in after the fact to say, Al, I missed this. I missed it, and I can't take it back, and it won't happen again, but here's mm. what happened. And I don't know if you got to see it, but Al was pretty dominant in this match, but they end up in overtime. Unless you get a submission, because there's no points, no matter how dominant you were, you go right back to zero. So Al for sure showed everybody, including Perry in fairness, that Al was the better grappler, but now it becomes a game, Matt. When you get into overtime with EBI rules, it's a game, and there's a lot of strategies. And if the referee breaks a position, which means the clock stops, and ultimately you have to go to riding time, that's going to hurt you. That's what happened. Uh, at one what point, is riding time? What does that mean, riding time? So let's say you start with a guy's back, 
everything stopped. One guy goes down. I put the hooks on. I start with your back. Referee says go. The clock starts ticking. Now, if I can finish you, great. I win. But if he gets out, we switch positions. Now he gets his opportunity. If I get out, we now go and see who got out in the least amount of time. So that's where the game and the clock matters. Al went for a submission, which is fair game. The referee didn't realize he was going for a mission. submission, thought that the other guy escaped. Once he says break and the timekeeper breaked, we're stuck with that number. Oh, now, wow. especially with these rules, and I'm not telling you how to run your show, Chael, but holy shit, man, uh, you got to see it. Al and being in the same room when Al's pulled off the twister, he gets the twister. Cat's out of the bag anyway. He was going for it a ton on, on Mike Perry. But when he goes for the tw- he gets the twister way more than he ever gets. I see rear naked chokes. So it made it totally made sense what he was doing for me to watch because he wasn't really ever really trying to play a game. He was really just trying to finish him. I was like a little sure. pit bull, you know? Oh, so, oh, absolutely. Yeah, he wanted to make him tap. And he wanted that. So when I saw him going for that, I'm like, all right, he got out of the one. Here he goes again. So he put himself in that position for the ref to stop it. It's like, I'm, I'm sure you wanted to take that guy, that ref, and do a superfly snooker or some shit. Right. Talk to and him. Matt, I, I know that position. And Jim, I, I'm sorry if we're losing you a little bit, but Matt, just to finish. No, 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 no please. It's you great. got two parts, right? You got the upper body and you have the lower body. So yeah. Al lets the upper body go, but he's still got the lower body entangled, which means it's fair play. So as he's rotating to a submission, the ref just saw, oh, you lost your seatbelt. I guess we're done here. But is it? No, but just, you but just, I'm sorry. But so, but, but just for the record, is it in the, so obviously what banana slip, uh, uh, splits and, stretching of the groin jimmy and for making tech guys tap out that way um calf slice and whatnot from the lower body it, it obviously wasn't over like just for the future so correct. i okay. correct that is the correct application of the rule the way you the way you're interpreting the rule is the correct interpretation of the okay. rule okay no I, I mean listen you could see listen a ref's a rough job anyway but it's one of those things with those type of, of matches it, it becomes a game exactly so if one guy like that first five minute match, if it's an MMA match, it's almost like a 10 8 round because he was on him. Al was like a pit bull. But when somebody, Perry's strong. And so yep. when somebody's defensive and he's got, you know, almost doing like an old school soccer robber looking for a Kimura when you're looking to lock up and stuff like that, uh, you could, it's, it's not the easiest to, for a lesser grappler to survive five minutes with a better grappler. I mean, you give another five minutes, it could be a totally, or another couple of minutes could be done. But to survive Absolutely. five minutes, you know, it's even mounted, whatever it is, back. So it is weird because then when you get to the overtime, you get into a position where the guy did not earn his way to get there. So, I mean, he earned it, I guess, by surviving, but it's not like, man, all right, I'm taking you down, I'm getting you in an arm lock, now I'm going to finish you. No, 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 you're not, you're skipping all that, you're just starting from there, starting, well, I don't know, it's a game, Chael, but. It's a game, no, you, and everything you're saying is right, and like trying to figure out the perfect way to do it, I think we could have a lot yeah. of conversations, but Matt, I'll tell you what does drive me crazy in the world of grappling. Grappling wants to be mainstream, I want it to be mainstream, but Matt, nobody can agree on any rules. You have a, a show, every promoter has to create his own rules, it's like some kind of an ego thing. Basketball, you go into any court in the world, you put the ball in the net, you get two points, everybody understands that. Grappling wants to change the rules and then figure out why we can't ever get on Sports Center. We can't get on Sports Center because no one in the hell knows what we're even doing. What is the reason for it? They, they, that different uh, different promotions want different rules. Do they think certain things will make it more exciting? 
Yes, or they think that they protected it, or they they think they want to have ownership with it, or they'll look at grappling and go, okay, here's the flaws with it, and here's what I'm going to change. It usually does come from a good place, but what it really does is create confusion. People just get lost. I mean, you still got things where there's a point system. Okay, great. The IBJJF is some of the originals, and I don't think they should be questioned. But when you go over to Abu Dhabi, which is still looked at as the most spectacular, the Olympics of our sport, if you will, they follow their own rules. And Matt and I have both done Abu Dhabi, and Matt and I both did well in Abu Dhabi, and Matt and I will both tell you there's a couple of problems with the rule set at Abu Dhabi yeah I mean I it's like you said it's I and when they first started with Brazilian jiu-jitsu rules it was simple enough where it's like all right what's better for the street fight starting standing two points you get it down the most dominant position clear the legs cross side better three points the better best fight for best position for a street fight was mounted four points back both hooks and it made sense it made sense Chael for that for that point system, uh, as that could carry you through a real fight, through a IBJJF old school rules tournament, to an Abu Dhabi, that rule set is a good rule set to have for a fight. But because it's it's re- it's it's but obviously when it comes now, people get to manipulate the rules where they get a little bit of points and then they start stalling and it changes everything. So then they went into the no points with the metamorphoses and and then. Like you said, Shane, a lot of draws, man. So it's like, then, then at one point, I think they had no time limit whatsoever or some shit, and that didn't go well. Had a couple of matches that went fucking how long, and so it is I hard to find that. Per- What's that? I watched. I watched Philippe versus Gordon Ryan. It was the only match of the entire card, and they held it in like a workout room. But it was it was no time limit. No, somebody taps, and, that, and whoever that is is the loser. They went forty-seven minutes. Wow. And it ended up making for a fun day. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy an event and there's only one match, that's a little bit tough way to go. So yeah. I would rather have more time than less time. But to your point, yeah, Matt, we we have to come up, admitting up front, nothing's going to be perfect, but we still have to have rules and we all got to follow them. There's no other way to crown a champion. How do we truly know who the best in the world is when there's five different rule sets and five different ranking systems? Come on, that doesn't work. It's true. No, that is true. I wonder, though, I wonder what the rule set that you're using, although exciting, does that show the best grappler? Sure. Or does it show the guy? That's a fair question. You know, or does it show the guy who's great at escapes? And fucking, you know what I mean? A guy sure. can survive five minutes. All right, man, I'm great at getting out of the back. Great at getting out the arm. Let's go, motherfucker. You know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's it's, a fair question. You know? what, what do you think of the judging? The talk, I think in Kansas City they're going to do it. And I've been asking a lot of uh, uh, fighters and, and guys who used to fight, what do you think of the, uh, the live judging uh, in between rounds, uh, seeing what the, uh, what the score is? Open scoring. I mean, it's got a lot of thoughts. Listen, this is an experiment, so none of us really know it's going to be a hindsight. I personally kind of like the drama. I like the suspense and finding out. One thing that we don't see in MMA very often is stalling. And if we ever put an athlete in a situation where he realizes I no longer need to beat my opponent, I just need to beat the clock, we're going to start seeing things that happen that we're not going to love. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, by example, Sugar Ray Robinson, by example, those guys don't go forward. They only fight going backward. They fight running away. Well, if two guys both run away, it's not much of a fight to see. And I would just tell you, I think it's an experiment. I tend to cling to the old a little bit more. I kind of like the way it's done. But I do hear why the athletes are saying it, saying, hey, you've got to let me know. And athletes are saying it from more of an exciting, more of an aggressive standpoint. They're saying, if I'm behind and I know I need a finish, I'm going to go out and try to get one. That's true. 
But if the other guy knows all I got to do is run out the clock, I, I don't know. We'll see. It's an experiment, but I think there's I think there's an argument on both sides in fairness. Yeah, I'm wondering what I would want to know if I fought. Would you want to know the school? Like when you were fighting, would you want to know? Like the drama for the fans, you're right. But as when you were fighting, would you want to know, if, especially if it's a five-round fight, would you want to know what's happening by, say, round three or round four? Well, I will offer you this. If I did know, it would change my strategy. Okay. It, it would make me go, okay, I've got to clinch. I've got to push him here. I've just got to stay out of this. He's coming at me like a bull. I got to be a matador for a little bit. Not everybody's mind works that way, but some guys, and you asked me to personalize it, yeah. uh, I would use that in my favor, which would be to the displeasure of those watching. Sure. Uh, I feel it would be anticlimactic. Climatic. I, you know, I can't talk, Chael. Okay. Anticlimactic. Uh, I feel that. <laughs> You know, people see, all right, this guy won four rounds. Let me get in the parking lot before all these other people. And let, nobody's listening for the speeches. Let me do after the post-fight speeches. I think it's going to be – I know what I like. I like people feeling something. How about that? Even if they're pissed off. I like sure. the next day at the water cooler people going, do you believe that fucking decision? I, I, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's not – it's good to hear when they announce that fucking – when you're waiting. And you they, know what they're going to take away from us? That moment – of us waiting, he had to win. No, no, of course he won. He didn't win, or he won. Of course he won. You want that. You want that. I'm For telling sure. you. You're not going to know what's gone. If you and guys, I, I had a conversation with an executive director one time. We just ended up on an airplane next to each other and made conversation for a couple of hours. But I did ask them, hey, why don't we do open scoring? You know, I'm not for open scoring necessarily, but what is the reason why? And they said, you know what? You'd be surprised. It actually doesn't have anything to do with the athletes or the audience. It has to do with human nature of our judges. If we post their scores and the crowd reacts in a negative way, them being a human being is likely to then try to do it the way the crowd wants it for the next round as a way of evening it out. They said, we see it all the time. We see a fight going on that's totally normal. The crowd starts to boo. The referee hears the boo, steps in, separates them, and pulls them up. We have too much human nature with our own officials that's the reason internally we keep it quiet it has nothing to do with promoters wishes athletes wishes or the fan and that dramatic we worry about our referees and officials not being objective right that's that makes the most sense i ever heard that that's yeah should have started with that that's fucking good yeah, shale i that's accept I accept that answer, too, because, Matt, that's a yeah. very real thing. We've all seen that. You can start to influence a referee who does have that human yeah. element and just wants to be like him. It's a very real thing. It's people oh, judging people. See it all the time. See it all the time with them standing them up too soon, breaking yep. them apart from the cage. And I can't stand it. I can't stand it. That, you know, give me uh, Keith No-Nonsense Peterson or, you know, let the guy – he it's really doesn't nice. care what the audience is doing. No, Keith does not give a fuck. I mean, they got they got their code and they got they stick to it. They don't get yep. influenced, you yep. know. The son of a pro. Right. I agree. I agree, and Matt. I think that is a little bit you and I talking from the old school, and Jim, you being an original fan. Because even when we went to the round system, where every five minutes we're going to redo this, for some of us that was a little bit of a problem because we were kind of more into no, wherever this thing goes, it goes. The, nobody gets let up; they have to work their own way up. And I don't know that that was the best system either. But I do remember when the new system went in place, there was a little bit of hey, wait a minute, that's not as realistic. If this is truly to find out what's most realistic, that's questionable. 
Yeah, and I don't know how I'd feel about it if I was fighting, too. I mean, your answer is good that, hey, I would change the way I fought that the third round or the fifth round if I knew that all I had to do is kind of stay away a little bit, and, and I had it. So I just I just hate seeing – I mean, I'm sure everybody hates seeing guys get robbed. And that, that Jones-Reyes fight annoyed me so much, uh, and there was been a couple of fights. There was two in Houston, and there was uh, – a couple other ones that just drove me so crazy. I'm like, this guy trained for all this time, and then to get robbed so blatantly of at least a fair decision uh, or or a fair shot by the judge for someone to see that uh, 49 uh, was a 49-46. I mean, it's like I, I just that's just got to drive you crazy as a fighter. And nothing happens, by the way. That's what the more frustrating thing is. Nothing happens when some of those scores come in. One right. of the ones that was most blatant in my own eyes was the night Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather. There was 10 seconds left in the first round before Floyd took a fist and moved it in a forward direction. Floyd openly threw that round away, openly told the media afterwards I was feeling him out, openly said he had a power, he was a little bit weird. Three out of three judges gave that round to Floyd Mayweather. One judge over the course of nine finished rounds, one judge gave one round to Floyd. I sat and watched that fight side by side with Teddy Atlas, who is the most respected mind in American boxing. He gave Conor four rounds. The judges were setting up to rob him. Nevada did nothing because it didn't right. go to that. What's it matter? It didn't go to that. Yeah, but your judges tried to get it to go to that, and they gave every round to Floyd when Floyd himself said, I threw the first round away. Yeah, really, the boxing, it, it's what ruined boxing for me. Like, I couldn't watch boxing anymore, and it wasn't necessarily that fight. It might have been uh, Alvarez Triple G, the first fight. I, I just can't watch boxing anymore because the judging is so bad. I can't enjoy it feeling like at least the guy that won the fight is going to get the decision. I just, I, I, I turn me against the sport. Sure. Chael, if there's still a problem with this whole corona thing, do you think it would make sense? It's hard enough to get, uh, obviously, it's hard to get a fight card going with the reasons that you were just talking about earlier. Would you think it would make sense to have a single fight? I mean, I like like we were talking about earlier, me, myself, and Jimmy with uh, Habib versus um, with Tony. I mean, if they had that just that fight, would no undercard? Man, I think it'd still sell. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And Matt, that that theory's been tested one time in the UFC, and you may remember it, but it was Cain Velasquez versus JDS, the debut on Fox. And the bad news was it lasted 61 seconds. But had that lasted 18 or 19 or 20 minutes, it would have been a really great thing. And I'll tell you another way that you could do it. Doing one fight, yes, in today's world where we are so starved for entertainment and we must get conclusion to this division, I think that that's the better scenario. I will tell you possibly an even better. Do two venues. You could do a venue here and a venue here. For the crowd at home, it's going to look as though they're piped in. You basically right. make it a co-main and a main situation. That's been done. WrestleMania 2, by example, live on pay-per-view, took place in three different venues. But the audience didn't know. It was all controlled in the truck. So they did a couple matches here. They went over to the Pontiac Silverdome. They came back to Safeco Arena. The audience at home gets six matches, but each venue actually only had two. There was a boxing fight. Uh, it was the night that De La Hoya fought Two Pound Forbes, but and that was in L.A. Some other promoter was doing a show, same exact time, same exact sport, out of uh, Nevada. So the two promoters get together and go, timeout. Make your main event the co-main event. I'll make De La Hoya Forbes the main event, but we'll stream it all together. The audience at home won't even know we switched venues unless they're paying attention to your announcers. These are wild ideas and wild times, but fellas, what we're doing right now, we're in three different places making right. one show. This can work, but people got to think. 
That's a great idea. I would never have occurred to me to use different venues. But again, that cuts down the amount of people in each one. That's a, that's a great idea. I mean, it's a possibility for how it to is. do it. I can tell you, whoever's going to figure this out is going to be named Dana White. And one thing you can promise your kids is they are going to read about this man in a textbooks in college someday. That's true. That's very true. Let me ask you, Chell, because uh, I thought about this a lot. And this is how my ADD works. It comes out of left field. You know, nowadays with the shit talking at an all-time high, I want to know from you, because you were one of the originals of, uh, but you're one of the originals in the sense where you did it well, really well. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's where other guys, <laughs> no, but seriously, it's, it, you do it so well, but other, you know, other guys tried and just fell flat. So as one of the originals is, do you see there being a line that you should not cross? There's guys you know, Covington and whatever they, I, or, or anybody in general, whoever mentions somebody's family or religion, I feel it's way too far. You've done things in the past with Anderson Silver, but holy shit, it was funny with the steak and the, it was, it was fucking so funny that it, it and it was so such, it, you, it didn't feel like malicious. It, it felt didn't like theater. feel, it, it, it felt like that, but, it, I but, but you say I appreciate that. And Matt, yeah, I, there's for sure a line, 100%. And in fairness, that line does move. I mean, to remind you, Elvis Presley, when he was on stage and would do a little jig at the time, a little shake of the hips, that was like the dirtiest thing that anybody had ever seen. Now, that would be below G-rated standards in now's times. I would encourage some of these guys to just make sure that they have a code. Whatever your code is, display it and then follow the code. My code was a little different. One of the reasons I could get away with it, I only went for guys that were above me. They either had to be bigger than me in size or above me in the rankings or the champion when I'm you know, ranked number two or something along these lines. I, I didn't just spread it to everybody. It wasn't Venom everywhere. It wasn't to different genders. It wasn't to people that were beneath me. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what everybody else has to do, but I would share with you, as long as you follow that as long as you're not a bully at all as long as you don't pick on somebody that's lower than you for the most part you're you're going to be okay but there is a fine line and there's a dance there and, and one thing about those attention and those those headline grabbing things it's fame and fame is a drug and at some point you will do anything to get your fix and when it's as simple as going to social media and pushing a button all of a sudden the world's looking at you that's where some of those mistakes made calm down think it through just a little bit have a code advertise your code to the world, but stay within it. Right. That's a great way to put it. Just going after people higher up on the ladder. Like, no one thinks you're a bully if you're going after Anderson and Silva. No one thinks right. you're a bully if you're going after John Jones. Oh, 100%. It's sure. so funny. I don't know if you remember this, Chael. Uh, I remember it clearly. We were in a sauna. It was myself, Pete Dragosell, you, and your black trainer, the gentleman yep. I think you're talking about. Uh, my guy, he's like my size, right? Yes. Yep. The Muay Thai guy. We were in there, and you were... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was before the Matt Hughes fight because you were saying you were saying to me, uh, hey, he goes, I feel that you pr you promoted this thing brilliantly, you know, because I was on there calling my theories a dick and this and that. So you were telling me how I, you thought I did great. You left the thing. And I go to my buddy Drago. I go, holy fuck, man. I don't think you realize I wasn't acting at all. I really don't like this. motherfucker. <laughs> but you were like, you sold this thing brilliantly. You were you. It was all you. you the way you did this, you delivered that. And I'm like, man, I just really think the guy's a dick. <laughs> I'm not as smart as you, Chad. I can't fucking pull this shit off the way you do. <laughs> yeah, but that was such a big deal. Like, Matt Hughes was this untouched uh, entity at that time. I mean, he was the, like the fair-haired child of the UFC. He had the blessing of the Fertitas and Dana directly. And you came out and told the world, man, this guy's a dick. And I remember <laughs> as simple as that statement was, 
the whole world's like, I know what that means. I know ex- I know some dicks myself that if I could get away with fighting them, I would. We happen to be in business where Matt does get to fight him. I get it. I'm on board. That was great, man. Well, I appreciate that. I remember that like it was yesterday. It was just a it's just a funny moment that came back to me. <laughs> Anyway, right, well, man. listen, man, this was uh, chill. It's always good to see you. You you sound great. And I hope your event, if your event goes off, I hope it's great. And if, it, if they push it back, I'm sure it'll be great to whenever they move it to. I will take a camera, set it up, take my shirt off and wrestle a mop before this event doesn't go down. <laughs> Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, UFC Fight Pass. And by the way, guys, I got to tell you, you guys are very good with timing. It's not just you noticing that uh, all the air sucked out of the room. You guys aren't quite bringing the energy either. I think I'm going to take my ball and go elsewhere. <laughs> no, we have uh, we had Dean Thomas for forty minutes first. We're, this is like probably the longest episode we've done. Oh, all- Jimmy, don't make him let him break your balls. Fuck yeah, all these hell. Hell. Warm up hey, act. What, what do you say? Oh, what like, you like, like, Dean you was the main attraction, and then you just had to put up with the encore. Hold on, what no, you got? Dean was the warm up act who went long. We went, who kept trying to get Dean off. He wouldn't stop, and then we had technical problems. You came. This was by far what? What? Jimmy, he broke out the black hat we were talking about. Am what I are you talking? Don't it? fucking fall for this shit. He broke. He dusted. Look at him. He loves it. Very Thank you, Tell. Hang it out, you fucker. Good talking, guys. Oh, no, man, listen, that was fun. Can't let him yeah. fuck with you, Jimmy. He's no, breaking balls. I like him. He's a good man. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I'd love seeing Dean Thomas. You know, it was good. And I love seeing you. Jimmy, yeah, what are you doing the rest of the day? I was going to call you last night. I'm like, but it was like 11 o'clock. I mean, he's probably sleeping. I went I to am right. that. Yeah. With the rest of the day today, what I'll probably do is I might go food shopping, but not a lot. I have a podcast to do tonight at nine. So after this, I might eat a little something and then relax and then just do this other podcast at nine. It's this political thing. I, I don't know exactly what it, what the topic is, but I'm saying yes to everything just to do it. I don't want my, that's good. You got to listen. You got to do stuff to keep up the, you know, keep busy, keep you busy. You know, my kids are downstairs doing the online dancing. <laughs> they do that shit online. It's a weird time. Me, I got to go pick up my, uh, my older brother and go get groceries for my father. You know what I mean? Got to be a good son. I don't want yeah. him out in this. No, I don't blame you. So, you know, I'll go there, drop the guy off, do my thing. But listen, Jimmy, I miss you, man. And uh, we'll talk. I'm going to talk to you before next week because I'm going to check in on you. I don't okay. want you lonely, Jimmy. I know. I'm very lonely. I'm lonely. I deserve it. Go get a puppy. Get, get a, <laughs> could you get a puppy for a couple weeks until this thing's over? Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll rent a dog for a couple right. of weeks. Oh. Just something, just something right. to hug. By the time it's housebroken, you get rid of it. All right, listen yeah. to me. Jimmy, I love you, pal. Right. I'll, talk, you I'll talk to you by next week. All right, Matt. Have a good one. I'll FaceTime you later. Bye, buddy. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.